how was that marathon? You did the marathon, right? I did. I did the LA marathon. Um, it was incredible. I actually clocked my fastest pace of the entire thing at mile. I think it was 23 at the end when, at the end when Taylor Swift's love story came on, on my AirPods just by chance or did you, you put it on? I mean, I made a, you know, a marathon playlist. Yeah. And it features probably like 90% grime music, uh-huh. like that British rap, 10 yeah. in like 9.9% country. Yeah. And then like Taylor Swift's love story back to back to back. Like I downloaded <laughs> three times to make Not sure that like, through to the end. Yeah, it did. It did. It got me, it got fastest pace by, by, by about 40 seconds for that whole mile. Love story. Insane. Taylor's love version. Story. No, 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 no. I like Scooter Braun's version better. (laughs) (laughs) And welcome back to another episode of I'll Be the Judge of That. I am your host, Adam Eagle Rock. With me today is my co-host, Evan Ryan Lewis. How are you doing today, Evan? I'm doing great, Adam. How are you? Wonderful. I'm very glad we're recording this in the morning. Tons of energy. Lots of excitement. Yeah. You're a morning yeah, guy. I am. This is electric morning. Um, I didn't really have a story of the week outside that. I think this is like the windiest it's been in LA in my lifetime these last two days. Yeah, we're going to talk about weather. I mean, it's been raining for like three and a half months. Southern California is out of the drought. The change of air temperature is creating high winds. Okay, be alert. Well, I was thinking about last week when I was talking about the wind chimes. Can you ask a neighbor to take down their wind chimes? <laughs> of course you were thinking about that. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't you didn't have a chance to not think about that. No, it's like having a 12-piece band in this apartment lately. <sighs> that is I I I feel for you. I feel for you. Still haven't said anything. You got to you got to do the the burglary. Just rip it off. That's I told you that's the move. Yeah, it's you windy. got you got to things break. You got to start clocking his actions, right? He leaves to work to work between nine and nine thirty. You know, he's out the right. door. There's right. no wife at home. There's no kid at home. Yeah, it's he hits the crime. gym after work. Yeah, you just map it out, strategic, execute. Okay. Do you have any stories of the week? Um. No, but I think I just came up with the topic, but I, I don't know, just like that, just out of nowhere. Let me write this down before I forget, actually. Wow, my spelling is atrocious. Okay. You have any topics? You got. You have to have a topic. You better have come correct, as I've been saying. I've come correct. Apparently. My first topic, can you tell someone they look like a horrible person in society? My dad was telling the story about how he was talking to this guy and told him that he looked like Bernie Madoff, and the guy got all upset. And my mom and I were like, you can't do that. You can't tell someone they look like Bernie Madoff. And my dad's like, I didn't tell him he acted like Bernie Madoff. I told him he looked like Bernie Madoff. What's so bad about looking like Bernie Madoff? So can you do this? Can you tell someone they look like an immoral person or someone who has a negative um, reputation in society? That's an hysterical topic because, it, like, when you first said that, I was thinking Hitler. 
for some reason, you know? Right. Like right. Th- that's as far as I went. And then like, there, no, you can't be like, yo, you, you actually look like Hitler unless well, there's you're nothing wrong to... with looking like Hitler. Right. It's just so you, you know, you're starting to act like Hitler, like that different, yeah. different thing altogether. Yeah, entirely. You're right. Yeah. There's nothing but, wrong with looking like Jeffrey Epstein or Bernie Madoff or, um, <sighs> Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, I mean, my cousin Brent wears the the Jeffrey Dahmer glasses. No one's accusing of being a murderer. Yo, you look like Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't, you know. Uh, You know, gut instinct. Your your example actually isn't as bad as I thought. Like I was thinking Hitler, like for like, and I couldn't leave that thought. So I was like, you can't. No, you you can't say you look like Hitler. No. Is it that you can tell someone they look like? Yeah, it's like I a think... white collar crime. You're like, <laughs> you know, the guy's playing tennis in the in the prison yard over here. All right, right. Like, so, is it? Can you tell someone they look like? It depends on the crime. Like, you can tell them they look like someone who's committed a nonviolent crime, but you know, like if someone's on the news, let's say someone's on the news, a twenty twenty eight year old YouTuber, super good looking, gets in trouble for like tax evasion. You'd right, like, you kind of look like that guy. You know, <laughs> that's such an hysterical. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Like if, if like it turns out like, you know, Jennifer Aniston was like, like murdered somebody, you know, right. all those com- like, I, well, I don't know. Not murdered, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, like hit, hit a couple dollars under the rug, you know, from the IRS. Can you, uh, I, I mean, the Bernie may, I don't think that's a compliment in any way, shape or form. So like, I don't know what your father was doing in that situation, but I, I've been told that I look like a celebrity that I personally find to be insulting. And in the, in the honest, Culkin? <laughs> no, it's actually, um, Andrew Garfield. People say yeah. I look like Andrew Garfield and I the the two guys that constantly made fun of me about it. Uh, I used to work with, and one time we all went out for for drinks after work, and we go to this restaurant in in Santa Monica, and I go to the bar, and I look to the right, and we both at the exact same time, me and Andrew Garfield, turn around at the exact. We're standing next to each other, turn around, and my coworkers lost uh-huh. it, lost uh-huh. it, and. I was more insulted, not not necessarily because of how he looks. Like, sure, I I would like to go with like, you know, something more sexy, if you will. But it was how he acted. Like, I didn't like that he acts as this. Like, he's not Spider Man. Like, that was a fluke. He is a weak person. You know, just like his demeanor is like not. I like that's not yeah. what I jive with. This isn't really apples to apples though, because. Andrew Garfield's not really accused of murdering anything except for maybe the <laughs> Spider-Man franchise. Um, but <laughs> back to someone who does have like a really bad reputation in society. Like my grandma is several years older than Martha Stewart. You know, if you told her right. that, Hey, you look like Martha Stewart, that might be considered a compliment, even though she was convicted of insider trading. Convicted or found guilty. I don't know the difference. She served time though. And um, Zach Efron actually played Ted Bundy in a in a movie, right? Right. Who was a murderer, I believe. And so, is it so wrong to tell someone they look like Ted Bundy? You know, it's honestly great to look like Ted Bundy. 
So if I told you you look like Zach Efron as Ted Bundy, is right, that a compliment right. or an insult? Yeah, exactly. If someone says you look like Zach Efron, you have to say in neighbors or the Ted Bundy <laughs> movie. I the the con this concept is is hysterical. I think it I yeah, I think it depends on the crime. Like yeah, uh, but even I think there's also statutory limitations outside of Hitler. Like I think that like Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer, it's like it's like a look, you know. It's like a you. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, but some people don't mind the look, you know, if it's a good looking person, or is it about the crime? Right. It's about the severity of the crime. Is it a combination maybe of the severity of the crime mixed with how good looking the person is? Like if there's a really good looking murderer. You know, it's okay to say that, or can right. you not say this in any situation? I mean, this that's this is a great question because I I think you could, you can, and I think you you can do. Yeah, I think it's to do with the severity of the situation. If it's a white collar crime, you could tell someone they look like them. But, but is it Madoff also, white collar? Yeah, yeah, that guy shouldn't have been insulted, except for the fact that Madoff <laughs> is not an attractive guy. Like, I think that if you're ever going to tell someone that they look like X in the public mm -hmm. eye, they mm -hmm. need to, that, that person needs to be better looking than the person that you're talking to. Mm. You can't put them down by giving them a reference to just somebody who has more Instagram followers, Uh huh. you know? So, like, it, it, yeah, I mean, the person my dad was talking to was most likely an old Jew who looked just like Bernie Madoff. Right. Right, it's like, what? What are you doing? You look like the rabbi down the street as well. Like, what are right, you doing? Right, right, right. We all look the same here. <laughs> okay, so let's just put a little bow on this one. Can you tell someone they look like a uh, unsavory character in society? No, no, I'm good. I agree. Out. Can't do this. That's a great topic. Thank you. All right. Do you correct someone when they mispronounce a word? Um, no, I don't think so. I, my cousin gave me this tea, this drink that had like a, it was like a, like a can, right? And it was mm -hmm. a tea with like carbonated tea and it had, and I'm going to mispronounce it again, lychee, lychee, mm -hmm. lychee, lychee, lychee. So I go, oh my God, I love lychee. And then this girl, Leah was just like, it's pronounced lychee. Or whatever. How's mm -hmm. it pronounced? <laughs> this is a hard topic know. to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just like, she's not that close to me to do that, you know? Right. Like you kind of got to let it roll sometimes. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like if my cousin was just like, it's lychee or it's leech fucking. I, all right, I got to change the the word here. I got to tell like a whole different story or something. I don't yeah, know. I, I think if, if he, if my cousin corrected me, it would be. It, we're closer, so it feels easier. Mm -hmm. I think if the intent of the word comes through, then um, then it's fine. So you're okay. Okay. So if you understand what the person's actually saying, then don't correct them. Yeah, like in England, they say aluminium for aluminum, and you know. Yeah, but that's these... a whole. If I if I was going around correcting everyone who's a foreigner, man, I wouldn't have any time in the day here. Well, it begs the question, what's correct and what's incorrect? We all have a different way of saying, you know, it's tomato, tomato, lychee, lychee, unless there's a different meaning. I know, but it's like, like, I'm, I'm 
grateful that I was corrected. It was just who mm. it came from. You know, like I want, I want, I don't want to be walking around telling everybody my favorite street food in Oaxaca is, is a lychee when really it's a lychee. You know, so this, like I, this kind of falls into the food in your teeth kind of vein. Right. Like how close can you be? Well, you think that if there's food in your teeth that you should be alerted any by anyone, right? I yeah. Yeah, because it's a distraction to the the person talk like for me it's a distraction. If you smiled over here, I mean I, I can't I can't focus on anything he's saying. Just just get the mm -hmm. get the get the thing. But out the of person top, with the food seat. in their teeth may want to know they have something in their teeth and you're saying that the person who's mispronouncing the word may want to know that they're making a mistake in their pronunciation. Right, but the food in the teeth is just like, oh my god, now I'm embarrassing myself everywhere. If I was marching around Venice going lychee, 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 everyone's just going to be like, okay, this guy's insane, you know? Like, yeah, you fit right in Venice. <laughs> yeah, everyone's going to be like, par for the course, right? But no, I just, I, I, and then somebody else corrected me. It was like last night with another mispronounced word, and I was just like, this is like I. I Tell my brother to tell me, you know, uh -huh. just like coming from this third are. party. It was like I, I was like, insulted. Uh, okay, I'm with you. Don't I, I don't think it matters how close you are. I think just don't correct the person. It's fine. Let him go. I say correct him. I still say, still do it. Oh. Still correct him. All right. I stand corrected. <laughs> All right. Okay. You're a buttercup. Okay. My second topic um, if someone comes over to your house for dinner and then they fall asleep, is it better to wake them up or have them miss dinner? And yes, I do have a story. Um, I went to my parents' house for dinner on Friday. My sister was there. Um, sister goes up to take a nap, falls asleep. It's like dinner time. And it's like, all right, let's eat. And my mom's like, well, your sister's sleeping. I'm like, well, then wake her up. And she's like, I was like, well, I don't want to wake her up. She's sleeping. Like, well, then what, what, you know, she's going to miss dinner. She's like, no, she can't miss dinner. I'm like, so we're just going to wait here. Like, what if she sleeps till midnight, you know? So is it better to wake someone up or have them miss dinner? What do you do here? So th this happened to you and I in another instance, actually. And I can't remember if we actually brought it up in the podcast or not. It was with a guest of ours on the podcast, Costas was asleep at another guest of ours, Sam's house. And we all went over to Sam's for dinner. And I didn't even know Kosas was in the apartment. Like he was asleep by the time I showed up. So we all sit down for dinner. We're eating and we're halfway through. And Kosas just pops out of the bedroom and walks over. He goes, oh, uh -huh. dinner's ready? I was uh -huh. like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, it was that, like, and I was like, why don't you guys wake him up? You know? So no one woke him up. No one woke him up. You, you, well, it you, sucks to get woken up from a nap. Right. Right. And like, I, if I was at a friend's house, like Kostas was, I wake me up, wake me hmm. up. I mean, oh, that's where the topic, we did the topic of, can you take a nap in, in your full clothes? Cause he was in Sam's bed, it dressed head to toe in his jeans and everything. Yeah. That's where that topic came from. Right. And he, so I, if I'm at a friend's house and I'm napping, which is not what I'd recommend anyone do, uh, wake them up, wake them up for dinner. Okay. Home, mother, family, 
yeah, you the mom needs to go and wake him up or the dad. That's not yeah. a bro, that's not a sibling duty. Or do you or is it better to let them sleep and then just have them come down and eat dinner when they wake up? No, like I, I you shouldn't be sleeping during dinner time, period. Like yeah. I, I it's really bad for your circadian rhythm. You Seven know? PM, not a good time to nap. No, it's like what do you you know, good luck. And now she's gonna be up all night. Mm-hmm. And then what what is she gonna do? Eat dinner at eleven thirty when she wakes up? Right. And then go right back to she's not gonna fall asleep. Not now it's three o'clock. She's regretting the she's mad at your mom for not waking her up. You're frustrated because you waited another two hours to eat dinner. Everyone's gonna wake up just grumpy, pissed off at each other. Now, the only solution in this family therapy situation that I see going on is have your mom go up there and gently say, Hey sweetie, we're gonna have dinner. And your your father cooked some chicken on the grill and I cooked some bank seating. So you better come down here. Okay. I actually cooked dinner. You did? What'd you cook? I made a brisket. She better come down. <laughs> mm, actually, though, brisket does taste better, like, the next day. The longer it cooks, the better it is. Right, so. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is... <laughs> this is okay, that's a caveat dish for this situation. I want to be... I want to be woken up at 11.30 to eat the brisket, to get an extra four hours of slow cooking in that thing. Right. I like that. So, okay. I think that wait, you wake, wake the up. person. Yeah. I agree. I can't believe okay. we're agreeing so much this year. This season is crazy. I know. Okay. Last night I went to this new... Barcelonian restaurant. That's a word. <laughs> You're probably pronouncing that wrong. Thank you. It's Barcelona. Uh, Bar- <laughs> so it, it's this new place on in Brentwood. I don't know if you've been there, heard of it, but mm-hmm. it's it's straight out of Barcelona, and they made one. What's it they called? had. <sighs> don't even come on. Why you got to do that to me? Why it's hard to pronounce? Telefinco, tele. I don't remember. Okay, I'll tell you later. And it's then the cuisine. I'll tell you later. (laughs) (laughs) And it was in they they went to San Francisco, then they brought one to Southern California. Now it's in uh, now it's in Brentwood. And you know what what uh, Barcelona or Spanish restaurants are known for is tapas and paellas. Mm, So my question is, who gets the leftovers at a tapas restaurant? Hmm. Good question. There really shouldn't be leftovers at a top of the restaurant. Just pronounce it right. Pronounce it American, please. Um, <laughs> our longtime listeners may know this about me, but I I studied abroad in Spain. Yeah, you my studied a couple year, broads, you know. My junior <laughs> year of college, which was only a couple years ago. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the first night, we get to um, España. Um, like 10 of us Americans go out to dinner and we don't right. understand that the tapas are like these tiny plates. They're like three bites each. And so like, what do you want? I'll take this kind of how you'd order in, in the States. And we each order one thing and the waiter is like flabbergasted because you're supposed to order like a bunch of stuff for the table. Right. And then the tapas all come out and we each have in front of us like one bite of spinach, <laughs> you know, like one little bell pepper. <laughs> We're like, what is going on here? Like, and everyone was so confused. It took us so long to realize how you're supposed to actually eat the tapas. But uh, who gets the <laughs> leftovers? Whoever needs them most. Whoever needs I, we, them most. 
we were we that's such a throwaway answer we were at a we're at the table and there was seven of us first off the tables are phenomenal it's like a perfect square but like two on each side but like if it's it's small enough that like everyone's part of the conversation it's a really it was it was well done but the table over to the left of us it was a birthday and they ordered of course like this tomahawk steak uh paella and mm-hmm. like a, and a bunch of tapas and then th- they were ahead of us as far as the ordering in time and then when i saw their bill comes and they got a goodie bag and they were all going well i mean we're talking a tomahawk steak here okay this thing costs 114 dollars plus 18 percent gratuity that was mentioned on the menu so we're talking like a lot of money all right i'm not doing the mental math here and so if that's tomahawk steak i mean when we're all throwing in cards splitting even i would want that steak so they're all over there going like well well you ate a lot of the empanadas and like i didn't really i'm gonna take this home and, and the other person's like and i'm listening and i'm watching this and i'm just like this is a topic who's getting at a, at like a restaurant the negotiations over who gets which leftover on shared plates though based on how much you ate of which one right i was no. like no who gets it then at a shared plated restaurant aka tapas and paella who gets the leftovers i think i honestly believe it's not a cop-out it's like who's going home after this like if you're you know if you're like in town from somewhere and you're like staying at a hotel and leaving the next day you don't you don't need the tapas. Like if you're like, okay, if your yes. house is down the street and you're going to stop there after, then you get like, you're not going to go. What if everyone's going after. home? What if everyone's, everyone's going, going home? home then I kind of think it's the reverse that it should be whoever ate the most, not whoever ate the least. Why is that? Because there shouldn't be leftovers anyways. Like whoever like did the most work of finishing the food, should get rewarded. You can't show up to a tapas restaurant and eat like three bites and take the rest home. Like, <laughs> unless someone like grossly overordered, and there was right. another like voice of reason that was like, maybe we shouldn't get all these tapas. Then maybe that person <laughs> should take some of them home. But I think if there wasn't any negligence, then whoever did the most work to finishing them kind of deserves them. So the person who who overordered and ate a lot can then no, take the home. overorder gets none. The person who was the voice of reason said maybe we shouldn't get all these, should get them. But if it was a total group effort in ordering them, and then someone just dropped the ball on eating the food, then you don't get rewarded. I, I honestly, I don't have an answer for this. I say leave the fucking bag at the restaurant. Just wow. No one, put gets everyone, them. no one gets them. Put them all out of their misery. Because if, mm. if I'm over there and I'm just thinking of Susie snacking on that T-bone later because... You know, she was hungry that night and like and and also was the voice of reason as Susie always is. Like, absolutely not. You're not getting that T bone steak. Okay. Plus they do like the, the it's like sakurat, where like ugh, like the, the rice gets like crispy onto the body. Like, no, I'm taking that home. I almost I almost put them out of their misery by me taking the tomahawk home from them. I thought I could help them out that way. This was the table next door having this conversation? Yeah, the table next door. Yeah, you definitely don't give it to the person next door. No. no I mean, come on. Like, what are... Okay. Well, I'm staying with whoever needs them most. 
And I'm saying leave it. Tapas, leave it. Just leave him at the table. Yep. Okay. My last topic. Yeah. Can you fall asleep in an Uber? What's with you in all these sleeping topics? Did your sister know, just knock out on the way to dinner? I like when there's a theme. Can you fall asleep in an Uber? How long is the Uber drive? Well, I I wanted to break it down into if you're the only person in the car with the Uber driver or if you're in a group setting. I, this this took like one of our previous topics on this is on like that topic on steroids of like falling about if you can fall asleep as the passenger on a road trip. Yeah, yeah, but like similar as true. You okay? There are a lot of Uber topics. I think you can eat snack finger food, snack foods. You could listen to your own podcast. You could talk on the phone. You could ask the Uber driver to turn down the radio or change the music. Windows up and down. But fall asleep? Yeah. But now it's up to the, your your Uber driver to wake you up, which is like right. that whole situation is uncomfortable in itself. Right. Could you imagine <laughs> the Uber driver gets to the destination, you're just passed out in the back, and they just wait for you to wake up? I, I would like to do like kind of a prank for this. I'd like to like fall asleep on like a five-minute Uber ride mm-hmm. and just like see how the Uber driver wakes me up. Like I, I like does he do the <clears throat> we're, we're – we're here. Uh, mm-hmm. We're excuse me, sir. We're we're here, and it's not waking up. You get out. You hit the knee. You know. I think. I, 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 <laughs> what about in a group? What if you're in the Uber with like two or three other people? Yeah, you could fall asleep alone. Yeah, you can't fall asleep. Yeah, mm, with a yeah. group you can. Yeah, yeah, you could fall asleep in a group can't fall asleep alone because they could just drive you anywhere is that the fear no it's just like respect to this driver i don't know i don't know i can't imagine that i mean it depends how long the uber the uber is right like if i did uber for whatever reason of vegas yeah i could yeah good point i could i could go to sleep but if the like sub one hour you gotta stay awake one hour Everybody, in traffic, got to stay awake. A lot of the uh, New Yorkers have stories about falling asleep on the subway and waking up like at the end of the line. Yeah, yeah. Brutal. I've been there, actually. It's tough, tough. I think, you, I think you can fall asleep. I think they would probably prefer you to be sleeping than most of the other things you'd be doing in there. Yeah, I mean, unless you're like a snore or something and be like, shut oh. Yeah, yeah. But I, I fall asleep in like weird places and I like I fell asleep in an airport and missed my flight entirely. Like That's I wish brutal. somebody woke me up. Yeah. Yeah, I had a little one too many, if you know what I mean. Yep. Those empanadas will get you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you meant, right? <laughs> well, this is back in the day. I think I yeah, if solo dolo hour in traffic hour and a half in traffic, can't fall asleep hour and a half fluid drive you can fall asleep sub one hour can't fall asleep okay and groups you can fall asleep one person can fall asleep Ooh, the whole group can't knock out no what are you talking about Hmm. you're not just ordering an uber to go to sleep what if it's a long drive and there's two people you and you and one other person you gotta chop it up gotta chop it up you got to stay up the whole time? 
actually Uber. I'm thrown off by the Uber. Like I do these surf trips and I, I was in this, I was in a van, you know, we wake up at like five in the morning, it's dark out and the, we get in the car and the driver drives is like two hours to go search, hunt for waves, you know, and then we show up and it's like the sun's rising, whatever. And like we get in the car and we're all, we all pass out just yeah. like all of it, like right away. Yeah. But it's not an Uber, you know? Yeah. I think it's honestly worse in that situation because the guy in El Salvador could drive you to Honduras for all you know. That's actually true. Are you okay. on D&D, bro? Yeah. I think you can. I think you can fall asleep in an Uber on your own or with a group. Doesn't matter the distance of the trip. Okay. I'm going, you can't. No. Stay awake. Okay. And I know that we, uh, you have one more topic, but we kind of ran out of time and I got to go to sleep. So yeah. Yeah. Classic there. Yeah. I won't wake you up. Well, thank you all for joining us on another episode of I'll be the judge of that. Don't forget to vote on Fridays at judge pod on Instagram. You could actually agree with me on every topic and Evan Ryan Lewis won't be insulted. Adios. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week.